0: March 24th, 2022, I successfully completed the 75 Hard Challenge as a pharmacist working the bench. Now, this is the world's number one mental toughness, self-discipline, mindset challenge. So if you've ever thought about trying it yourself, or maybe you have tried it and you failed, get your notepads ready because in this episode, I'm going to share the top reasons why people fail, what I did to complete the challenge so that you can complete 75 hard, win the war with yourself, and dispense your full potential. Here we grow. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's true. It's true. I successfully completed the 75 hard challenge as scripted with zero compromises and no substitutions. It's also true that this wasn't my first attempt. I've tried this challenge several times over the last few years and I failed. But luckily, even through those challenges, I took notes during each attempt and I'm going to share with you what I learned both through the failures and through the successes, so that if you're planning to take the 75 hard challenge, or maybe you have, didn't complete it, and you got a little disgruntled or discouraged, this will help y'all. Because if you do this challenge or any challenge, the tips that I learned from both the failures and the success is going to help you to persevere and successfully complete it with integrity. So the first order of business is probably answering a question that you might be thinking. What the heck is 75 hard? So real quick, this challenge was created by Andy Frisella, CEO of First Form and host of the world's number one ranked business podcast from 2015 to 2019, which was called the CEO Project. As you all see, if you're watching YouTube, you can see the shirt throwback to one of the best. Uh, so he ran this, like I said, from 2015 to 2019, And in this podcast, he taught the most effective, practical solutions to all things business, entrepreneurship, branding, and mental toughness. So there's going to be a link in the show notes, but I'm going to warn you, it's an extremely explicit podcast. Now, as you may have guessed, the 75 Hard Challenge runs for 75 days, but in that, there are five critical tasks that you must complete every day, back to back with zero compromise in order to successfully complete the 75 hard challenge. Zero compromise, no substitutions for each and every task. There's a reason I've repeated this so many times. It is essential. And one of the reasons that so many people fail or they go through it and say it didn't really do much. If you do it as prescribed, it's going to dispense exactly what you're looking for. So I'm going to go through them real quick. Uh, I'm going to share the five critical tasks, and then I'm going to circle back with the specifics afterward so that you can see exactly how to implement them and ensure that you follow through. So the five critical tasks include two 45-minute workouts every day. They cannot be consecutive, so you can't do a 90-minute workout and count that as two workouts. They can be longer, but it has to be at least 45 minutes So, for example, like I said, no compromise. If you go on a 44-minute walk, that does not count. Of those two workouts, one of them must be outside regardless of the elements. So, for example, I did this uh, from January 8th to March 24th, 2022. Well, in February, we had quite the dip. And one of my walks, as I very vividly remember, was in negative 14-degree weather with Inclement precipitation. So you have to prepare for your environment and not allow your outside circumstances to derail your mission. So that's the first critical task. Two 45 minute workouts, one of them has to be outside, they cannot be consecutive. Next, you have to take a progress picture every day. This is to hold yourself accountable and track your progress as you go. This is literally the mirror selfie. Uh, No shirt for guys. For girls, do a sports bra. Third thing, follow a diet. It doesn't matter which one, but you pick one that works for you, that helps you reach your goals without excessive restriction. So along with your food intake, so again, diet meaning eating strategy, whatever you pick, there are no cheat meals and there is no alcohol for the whole duration of the 75-hour program. So no brandy when you're cooking, No snacking on a fun-sized candy bar or having just a taste. None of that. Fourth, you drink one gallon of water daily. Not almost a gallon, a full gallon once a day. Uh, This actually I found to be really difficult for a lot of people, but because I've been training as a, a competitive bodybuilder for close to 17 years, this is kind of second nature. But most people don't drink that much water. So my simple tip for this Literally just get a gallon and start every morning with a full gallon of water, and you know exactly what you got to drink throughout the day. And then finally, the fifth task is to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book daily. Personal development related. Not like a picture book, not a C-spot run, not extra large print to get the pages in easier. A regular book you read, and audible books do not count. It has to be a physical, in your handbook like you see me holding here, like before the internet existed book. Hard copy, page turner, that sort of thing. Now, here's the trick. If you miss any one of these five tasks or do not fully complete a task, you start over on day one. So if you're on day 50 and you, you go to bed and you wake up and you forgot to take a, a selfie, a progress photo, you start on day one all of them must be completed consecutively. And when I say a day, I don't mean by midnight. A day is defined, because everyone's got a different schedule, it's defined from when you wake up to when you go to bed. So, like for example, I had some days where I had a lot going on. So I had to push my day till like 2 a.m. to get everything completed before I ended my day. So a little caveat with that, now if you take a rest, and you just like close your eyes for just a moment, and, you, and ne- the next time you wake up, it's tomorrow, that day's over and a new one has begun. It's not a nap, it's over. So you gotta really be conscious of how you plan your day because I know a lot of us pharmacists, some of us have night shifts, so you've gotta really define what a day means to you. So that's it. Now, I went through that quick and none of them were crazy intense. Like you don't have to go rappelling off a rock wall, you don't have to do a marathon, none of that. They might not seem all that intense, but this goes in line with one of the key points that I've literally been jamming down your throats and through your earbuds for years through all of my social media content, my podcasts, and if you've been to one of my live keynote addresses or any of my speaking programs, you've heard me say this over and over again, consistency trumps intensity every day of the week. These might not seem intense, these five key tasks, but especially as a pharmacist, you will have days when you feel totally burnt, exhausted, done. You will have to plan to get one workout done in the morning, but let's say you wake up late and then you have to go to work and then come in. Well, now you've got your face with two 45-minute workouts and they can't be back-to-back. So if it's late when you get home and you haven't done that, It's going to be a rough night. So you kind of learn as you go. And a lot for the first few times that I tried this, that's what I learned the hard way. So that's why I'm making this episode to save you from the hardship so that you don't have to go through it like I did. So that was a brief rundown. If you want a more in-depth look at the program or if you want a free template to track your progress, if you want to take the 75 Far Challenge and for all disclaimers related to it, which I'm not recommending, I am not recommending, I am not recommending that you do 75 hard. I'm just sharing my experiences. Go to 75hard.com or click the link in the show notes below. Now, the good stuff. As I said, in the past, I attempted 75 hard several times and failed several times over. So I'm going to share my reasons why I failed so that you can learn from me from what not to do and avoid those mistakes I made that cost me from completing the program because I want you all to succeed if this is your choice to do this. So these are the most common reasons for failure as well as what worked to help me complete it successfully so that you can avoid the stuff not to do, do the stuff that works and complete the challenge successfully. Let's dive into this. So number one, This is so key. Number one, the reason that I failed and the reason a lot of people don't go the whole time is because they're not prioritizing sleep. This, without a doubt, was the biggest reason that I failed in the past when I tried this challenge. Now, for me, I know how much sleep I need personally to function optimally, and I also know how much sleep I need to function at, like, The best in in case I'm crunched for time. So not optimally per se, but enough that doesn't make you suffer. And if you're a pharmacist, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's that thin line of if you had like a half hour less, you'd struggle, but you're just good enough to squeeze in enough sleep to go through the day. Because for me, if I didn't get that minimum sleep in, especially if that went on for more than a day, it affects every aspect of my day, my emotions, my hunger, my cravings, my attitude, the whole bit. For me, I had to make sleep a non-negotiable because this was a keystone element affecting every single task. So whatever it takes to ensure that you get your sleep in daily, have a wind-down routine, set an alarm on your clock at night so when it goes off, you're done, like get ready for bed, all the stuff. Make the I cannot stress this enough This was the number one reason that I failed. And it's the number one reason if you do it, it'll help you succeed long term. Now, number two ties in with number one because it's really the core cause behind it and really every other potential for failure, failing to plan ahead. So looking back years ago, when I first tried 75 hard, I would have days when I was exhausted And I started to believe that phrase of, I'll do it later, which is literally the phrase of death with any goal that you've got. That's what Andy, the creator of 75 Hard, calls the be a be a voice. That's the PG version. You get the point. So we all have that inner voice. And you have to realize something that is really, really a fact for every single human being where that voice comes from, how come I'm trying to grow, but I feel like I still keep getting pulled back. It's not because you're wrong or lazy or stupid. It's because you're a human with a human brain. Your brain is the control center of it all. And it is not designed to make you happy or successful. It's designed to keep you alive and survive, not thrive. So when you intentionally put yourself... In uncomfortable situations, like a challenge, for example, it's uncomfortable, which the brain interprets as painful. And the default setting on the human brain is to avoid pain. So it will literally override your good intentions and try to stop you from doing the very things you know will help you improve and grow. This is not an opinion. This is fact. So if you're overly hard on yourself, if you find that you consistently beat yourself up because you have good intentions, but you don't follow through or wonder why you have this self-sabotage going on, it's not self-sabotage, it's self-preservation. The whole point of the 75 Hard program is to override that default setting and rewire your brain so that your new standard is growth-oriented instead of comfort-oriented. This, as you can imagine and attest to if you've done it in any area of your life, trying to improve, trying to grow, is not comfortable. And as you've likely heard, ad nausea. Nothing grows from comfort zones. With what I just said, I want to emphasize this as a really big point. Phrases like I just said, like nothing grows from comfort zones and other cliches that you've heard over and over again that cause you to roll your eyes and think, oh, I've heard this before and just kind of throw it out the window. They're cliches for a reason. And here's my point in saying this. Make sure that like for real, if you're driving, pay attention, keep your eyes on the road. If you're at home doing laundry, get your notepad like this is so important. Make sure you're really listening closely. There is a very big difference between knowledge and understanding. Knowledge is you've heard it before. Understanding is you've done it before. You understand it because you've lived it. And once you do, after that, if you hear that cliche, it totally hits you different. This point may sound like overly simplistic, But from the majority of people who claim that they know something, if you check their track record and how they actually live life, especially situations that relate to that cliche, they've not done what they say they know. Again, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. Only when you take that knowledge and apply it, meaning put it into action, Do you gain that power through implementation, leading you to true understanding? And that dovetails right into my fourth point. There are three levels of mastery when it comes to really embodying a principle, a skill, or something that is a takeaway that will help you make progress in life. And this is also the reason why in this 75 Hard program, They're the same five tasks done over and over again for 75 days straight. Repetition is the mother of skill. This program conditions you to understand the lessons that you will learn on the deepest level of mastery possible. And I'm going to explain why this is important. The three different levels of mastery are cognitive mastery, emotional mastery, and physical mastery. Cognitive mastery means that you know a concept like you've heard it before. You roll your eyes, oh, cliche, but you haven't really applied it in your life. This is the majority of mastery that we have. We've heard something in school over and over, but you know when are we going to use trigonometry? When are we going to use algebra? We know the formula. We can recite it from memory, but we've never really used it. That's, that's cognitive mastery. Emotional mastery is when you link consequences to the action or concept. You get literally an emotional response when that topic or lesson is shared or explained. So like someone says something and you're like, you you get emotional about it, that's emotional mastery. It's hardwired because you have a response, an emotional response to that fact. Now the third level, this is the real talk level. The third level of mastery is physical mastery, meaning that you not only know it, but you understand it because you've lived it and can apply that concept into your life automatically because you've done that repetition of application. One example that I know y'all know of physical mastery is tying your shoes. Because let me ask y'all a question. When was the last time that you consciously remember taking focus time to tie your shoes? Yet you likely do this every day and can't remember when you last did it. So if you create life, so seriously, think about this. If you create life skills like leadership, how to handle a crisis, how to bounce back from a setback, how to to respond and pivot when your plan that you work so hard at creating went to crap let's say, I don't know, a pandemic. If you create life skills with that type of automatic muscle that you just literally tap into in extreme circumstances, when life throws curveballs, imagine the level of growth and quality of life that you will create. This is exactly what 75 hard is for to develop your physical mastery. Again, 75 hard, I know I talked about working out and stuff. It is not a fitness challenge. Although you will reap physical health and physique rewards as a side effect. But the purpose and value is in the mental toughness and fortitude that you will forge in the process. Key word, process. As it will teach you key lessons such as delayed gratification. The power of planning ahead, the power of adapting to unforeseen changes, shout out to the pandemic, and rolling with the punches that the unexpected moments of life throw your way when your plan can't be executed how you envisioned it to go down. So that was an overview of the different types of mastery. Now, I have another concept here that I learned, but it's nuanced a little different. Because I said, like, you've got a plan, but this tip, this thing that's going to really be essential for you to get through this challenge is really keeping that concept and applying that, like we said, understanding to real life. And it really applies to life as a pharmacist. And what this is, is the reason you'll fail is one of the main reasons you'll fail is that if you're failing to plan for not if, but when your plan fails. So the last big tip to ensuring you succeed is to have a plan for the next day, the next week, but you also have to have a plan for what you'll do when that plan fails. Not if, but when. Meaning, how are you going to respond to the unexpected curveballs life will throw your way? Or when the plan you made just falls flat, like didn't go, like you planned for a scenario, never happened, planned for a routine or scenario, never went down. You must be able to pivot when life happens. And I think that since 2020 and the pandemic, you know how essential it is to have this skill, not just in fitness and mindset, but really in all areas of your life. Be able to adapt and be able to adapt quickly. That is how you will succeed and stand out from literally everybody else. Number four, the biggest thing that is going to cause you failure is not keeping your eye on the ball. So I learned this, again, the hard way, early on in this challenge, because I, I listened to the podcast, I read about the challenge, I had everything unlocked, it all made sense. So I understood the tasks, and when I started the challenge for the first few days years ago, it was no problem. But one morning, I woke up and realized I forgot to read my 10 pages. The day got away from me, but here, here's the takeaway: the reason that I didn't read wasn't that I was lazy. The reason was I did not have my goals, the daily tasks, the things I had to do, in front of me consistently. So again, talking about cliches, you've heard the cliche "out of sight, out of sight, out of mind." That's exactly what happened. So my success hack is to do the opposite, insight in mind. That was a key to my success. And there's a free template that you can download that has 75 days with the five tasks at the bottom, so you can literally cross off your day at the end of each day to track your progress and keep that streak going. Another option is there's a 75 hard app, uh, which for me was a total game changer, and it's only five bucks, but I found it super helpful. Remember, what gets measured gets managed. So regardless of what routine you do, track your progress. So those are like the biggest the, the the low-hanging fruit that if you're not attentional about will cause failure, but also if you're attention about will lead you to success. So these things if you don't do them they don't guarantee success. But if you don't do them I guarantee they will cause you failure. Now there's some other tips that I really want you to hear if you're considering this challenge starting for the first time or maybe you didn't complete it and you're thinking about trying it again. This is called 75 hard, not 75 easy street, not 75 slackers. So if you're faced with a decision on one of your tasks, to like a, you've got a choice to either do something difficult or take the easier route, always choose the harder option so for example i've actually seen people do this that are trying trying the challenge but it's not clicking it's raining outside so i would go on a walk and i'd have my poncho or my raincoat or whatever it is and i'd be like how was your walk outside and they're like oh man it was great i'm like well, what, what did you do you're not wet and they'd be like oh i just have my awning under my garage so i just walked in place no that's not the point you're cheating yourself don't cheat yourself from the rewards that are waiting for you through the process of the other side of this. It is literally supposed to be uncomfortable. Think about it. Working out, if you're listening to this podcast, fitness is probably important, whether that's walking or lifting weights or whatever. And, I'm, you know, most people aren't into bodybuilding, but you want to have some sort of progress so you feel like you're making some sort of success. Whether in the gym you're using weights, you don't go to the gym and use the same weights for the same amount of repetitions with the same workout in the same order. Because if you did, you'd be bored out of your mind. That's why if you've ever gone to the gym before and got bored and lost your streak and you stopped going, it was because you were bored because you were doing the same thing because you weren't growing. You always improve. Maybe it, it doesn't have to be big, but you're always... increasing the weight slightly or adding more repetitions in your set or decreasing the amount of rest time in between your repetitions because it is uncomfortable. So if you're listening to this and you're like, this is ridiculous. Why would you make yourself uncomfortable? You do it anyway. You go to school to learn. I'm sure that wasn't comfortable. You've overcome failures in different areas of your life. I'm sure that wasn't, wasn't comfortable. You're doing it anyway it's just applying this to forging your mental fortitude so do not cheat yourself out of the rewards that you can develop going through this process now with all that said you can hear all this you can see the five tasks and you can disregard everything that's laid out you can cheat your way through this and justify to yourself and others how your situation is special, and no one else understands, but that is not following the program. For real, I've been following this for years. There are people that were like eight months pregnant that did this. There were people that were amputees that did this. There were people in wheelchairs that did this. I'm not kidding. I'm not saying do that. But what I'm saying is there are people that have had like insurmountable stuff stacked against them, but they still did it and documented it because they figured no one else would believe that they did the stuff. So they documented, Like I said, one of my earlier tips, document the process. You can cut your way through. You can go on 40 minute walks and count it as 45. And here's the reality. No one else will know. And that's the point of this program, integrity and personal responsibility. If you're cheating a program that is designed to cultivate and sharpen your character, you need to stop and restart the program. It's about what you do in private that you'll be rewarded for in public. This is a program to give your behind-the-scenes an upgrade. No one else will know, but you will know. Who are you when nobody is watching? That is a humbling question that only you know the answer to and only you have the power to change. Doing this program to a T with zero compromise and really following through will give you a level of self-confidence like you would not believe. And to that, I want to very succinctly define what self-confidence really means. So listen very closely. Self-confidence is very simple. It's doing what you say you will do. Follow through. Simple. But simple does not mean easy. Hence, 75 hard. That was that was pretty good. T- I mean, I think I summed that up good. But so, if you miss... So, I, I, there's a few other things I want you to hear. If you miss any one of these five tasks or you don't fully complete a task, you start over on day one. And like I said, a day is from when you wake up to when you go to bed. So there's something that uh, might be helpful for you too. So Andy gave a bird's eye view of how you'll feel through these 75 days. Like If you do it exactly as you're supposed to, as prescribed from day one to day 75, What he said like literally rang through my head throughout the challenge because it was so spot on exactly what I experienced. And this is what you'll go through. When you start, it'll feel easy. Then it'll get hard. Then it'll get really easy. Then it'll get really, really hard. Then you're done. That literally was my exact experience. So Those were my big key takeaway tips for you to successfully complete 75 hard. I do have some other bonus tips for like the nitty gritty details because I know as pharmacists are so detail oriented with like the intricacies and nuances and mindset hacks that you can use. So like I said, I took notes throughout my challenges, both the ones I failed and the one I just successfully completed. So I'm going to run through those and share them uh, in rapid fire fashion for you right now. So... Uh, there's a few like big concepts you got to master. One is time, how you view time. So if you're looking at a task, like you look at your five tasks, you wake up, one of the biggest traps you can fall into is thinking, I have time, I'll do it later. Slippery slope, do not do it. Like I said, that's the be a, be a voice, the one that's trying to keep you in comfort. You want to adapt a mindset of urgency. Do as much as you can up front, so that the rest of the day isn't a scramble or a disaster. You also wanna make sure that you're focusing your sights on the short-term goals. What can you do right now so that the rest of your day is easier? Remember, where focus goes, energy flows. So knock out the short-term things you can do now to make later easier. One of the things that really set me up for success was what I call my hour of power, which is in the morning. Um, I got all my stuff done, wake up, I took my progress picture immediately, so that's done. I read my 10 pages, so that's done. And then I was on the asphalt outside walking to get that out the way. Because if it's inclement weather, like let's say it rains all day, it's a lot easier to walk in that time if you do it fresh because that'll fuel you for the rest of the day. As opposed to getting home from work, you're exhausted, and you're a lot more likely to put it off or come up with, quote reasons for why you shouldn't do it or whatever the other key component is momentum you have to have a spark to get your engine started for when you start that challenge when if you do this if you decide to do this challenge you have to be a hundred percent in not one foot out the door when you start if you do that you will fail I guarantee you you have to be all in and committed fully and you need to consistently, fuel your momentum whether that's podcasts like this one whether it's watching dope YouTube videos like the fit pharmacist uh pod, like the fit pharmacist YouTube channel subscribe to that that's where you can get a lot of great stuff to keep you fired up on your walks in between your commute whatever you want to do keep that momentum going another mindset hack um, that actually I got from Jerry Seinfeld was a concept called don't break the chain so If you track your days, like that sheet that you can get for free and cross each one off, day one, you cross it off. Day two, you cross it off. Day three, you cross it off. Well, day four, you might be feeling a little tired, defeated, and you might start debating with yourself of, you know, maybe doing it later. And then you look at your paper, you don't want to break the chain. It's a little psychological hack you can use. Don't break the chain. Keep that going and look also at the results so when you track your results you can see the success that you have created and you can use that to your advantage especially in the moments when you feel like you don't have what it takes to keep going so look at the results you've documented and see that chain of progress and tell yourself the truth that's staring you right in front of your like right in front of you if i can do this yesterday i can do this today the other is to use pain. So imagine pain. So if you feel like giving up, I want you to put yourself in imagining that you do give up and then how you'll feel the next day. Will, you'll, will you feel enthused? Will you feel so proud of yourself for giving up? Or will that pain of looking at how that would feel the next day if you gave up be just the spark you needed to stay in the game and keep it going? And again... Use your previous success. You likely weren't super joyful of doing one of these tasks. But down the road, you'll be a little discouraged, but you can look at the results you've already already created for yourself and, again, say to yourself, based on truth, documented evidence that you created from the work that you did, you can say, look at this. I overcame pain before. If I give in now, I'm staying with my actions that my sacrifice there meant nothing. So literally you can say, if I don't do this, all the work I've done means nothing. And I know that's not really true, but you can use that to kind of like stimulate that pain to keep you in the game. This really should honestly tick you off because you'll say like, I'm not a quitter. I want to feel that way. Ah, and then you'll go hit it. And that's how it works. Another thing is expectations. Start this early and start this before day one. If you go into this, And you see the five tasks and you say things. And by the way, I've seen this happen. If you say things like, I already do four of the five tasks. This is easy. If you go into it with that mindset, you will fail. I've seen it before. Like not just me. I've seen this from really in shape people that try this challenge. Because if you don't keep your eye on the ball, you you think it's it's easy. So you don't take this as seriously as this is challenging. It's going to bite you in the butt when you don't expect it. You'll miss a a progress picture. You'll forget the pages. Um, Something simple, but you didn't finish it, and that's going to really cause you regret, so don't do it. Another thing, if you're doing a diet, uh, nutrition hack. If you want to stick in your diet and you know that towards the end of the day you're prone to, like, night snacking or overeating or you're good for, like, all of the day, but then at night you don't even care. They're like, I need to eat junk, whatever. So another thing, if you're tracking your nutrition, like in MyFitnessPal or an app like that, one thing that you can do is type in your food before you eat it. So, and then look at what the result would be. Because a lot of times we'll eat and then track our food. Well, if you eat and you know it wasn't that great, and then you type it in and you see the outcome, like you can see you're over your calories or whatever you're tracking, it's not going to make you feel that great which you can use. So if you type it in before you eat, you'll see the data in MyFitnessPal or whatever, and you'll see, oh, this would not make me feel very good if I ate this. So by seeing the outcome in advance, it'll allow you to stay on track with your nutrition, whatever your diet is. So track it before you eat it, and that'll really help. Another big thing is meal prep. Portion out the day before. Another cliche, but it's true, especially with nutrition, is today's preparation determines tomorrow's achievement. One of the most true cliches for this whole challenge. And again, there's knowing and understanding. You do this, you'll understand how true that is. So especially if you're a pharmacist working cray-cray shifts like all of us do, Prep the next day's food in advance. Do not wait for the morning because it will get ahead of you and you will be very stressed out, overwhelmed, and hard on yourself. Trust me. The other thing is a lot of times when you're on a nutrition plan, regardless of what your goals are, you're likely going to be decreasing calories, which can lead to hunger. And if you're tired and hungry, it's a recipe for disaster. So one really simple tip to help you stay full is to get your greens. Have a salad, have some green beans, whatever it is. But here's the trick. Eat them first before your meal. So if you're, let's say, for example, you're having, I don't know, salmon and rice, right? Have a salad before you start eating the salmon or rice. It's going to give you a lot of fiber. It's going to put volume in your stomach and it's gonna give you a lot of benefits, vitamins, minerals, and all that stuff. But it's going to help you stay fuller Because it takes your brain, by the way, fun fact, um, it takes your brain roughly 20 minutes to register what you've ate after you eat it. So if you're starving, you eat your salmon and rice, it's going to take 20 minutes for that signal of starvation to go away. But if you eat your salad first, that'll buy you a little more time, it'll fill up your stomach more, give you all the benefits, and allow you to feel fuller longer, making you less prone to cheat. Super helpful hack. Another is perspective. You are going to have days you feel like you're crushing it and days you feel like it sucks. And why am I even doing this? The ones that matter more are the ones that you don't feel like doing it. I can tell you this for real. I have, I've been lifting as a uh, drug-free competitive bodybuilder my whole life, but seriously for 17 years. So I've worked out, I've had a lot of workouts. The only time I've not done them is when I've been ill, which is not very frequent, or if the gym is locked down. And there have been a couple of times where I broke into the gym when they were locked. That's, that's a fact, but I didn't say that or admit it at all. But the reason I'm telling you this is imagine how many workouts I've done working out three to five times a week with weights over 17 years. The only workouts I remember are the ones where I did not want to go The ones that I had every reason to skip it, to do it later, but I did it anyway. I literally convinced myself to just just get to the gym and then you can leave. Well, I'm already here. I might as well just do one set so I don't waste the gas or the driving or the time. And then it's, well, I've already done one set, so I might as well do another. And you can see what happens. Make sure... That those days, you I, I promise you, and, and if you're listening to this and you work out, you're into fitness, you're probably nodding your head. The days you don't feel like doing it are actually the biggest gift because this is when you are going to forge your mental toughness. Those are the days you will remember. Those are the days that forge that voice of, yes, it's painful. Yes, I don't want to do this. I could be sleeping, all this other stuff. But when you're committed to a goal and you have good reasons why... And you have all the excuses why you can't and all this other stuff. And you push through anyway. That's where you're going to get the benefits that you're doing this whole program for. That's when you're going to get pride. That's when you're going to really be proud of yourself for pushing through. You're not going to feel that way when you feel all hype and you go to the gym all happy and stuff. Like, yeah, those are great days. I'm not saying they don't matter. But you get my point. Push through the days that you don't Want to do it. Now, another thing is uh, actually something from David Goggins. It's called the cookie jar concept. So if you're having a rough time, if you're struggling, if uh, you think you're going to crack, think back on personal achievements, progress you've made with gratitude and proof of inspiration. So part one of the tasks is a daily photo if you've been doing that for 15 days in a row and on day 16, you feel like quitting, you've you've got, le- quote, legit reasons not to continue, you can look at the evidence, the proof of inspiring yourself because you've taken evidence that you are sticking to that plan and you've gone 15 days so far. You're literally reaching into, quote, the cookie jar to get a little snack of motivation from yourself Not from make-believe, this is going to be great affirmations, but evidence of the work that you have put in. It's invaluable. So make sure you document. That's why we are documenting through this. That's why through my podcast and social, I say so, so often, you must document your progress because all too often we, we set a goal. It's huge. We bust our butt. We achieve it. And then as soon as it's achieved, we say, what's next? There's no gap. You have to celebrate your wins, celebrate the wins you earn by doing the work that you say you'll do, but make sure that you are celebrating because here is another dose of truth. If you feel like you're losing, you're probably winning, just not keeping score. Because if you're not keeping score, if you're not documenting, you will feel like you're losing when in reality, you're winning. All right, FitFarm fam, there you have it. My top tips to successfully complete the 75 hard challenge. If you plan to take the challenge, again, your own free will, I am not telling you to do it. If you plan to do it or you're currently in it right now, I want to know so I can celebrate you and add to your cookie jar. So hit me up on Instagram. I'm at the fit pharmacist because I want to cheer you on. I know what this takes and I want you to follow through. I want to celebrate your progress with you. 75 Hard is an incredible tool and resource to consider and develop mental toughness because it's a skill that you're looking to sharpen. It is not a skill that you do or do not have. It is a skill that's built. This is your toolkit. This may sound intense because it goes against the standard of society to seek comfort, but remember... Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So go forth, one task at a time, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless.